In my next two passages, I will discuss the final exodus and regathering of the house of Israel. This is the regathering that will take place in the days leading up to the establishment of God's heavenly millennial kingdom here on earth. The regathering of God's people in the land of Israel is most often discussed in terms of how the Jewish people have come back to the land since the state of Israel was established in 1948. Some prophecy experts describe this regathering as if it is a largely completed, once and for all, fulfillment of prophecy. What is more seldom discussed, however, is the final regathering of the house of Israel people from around the world in the very last days leading up to God's eternal kingdom. This is a regathering of the lost sheep remnant of the house of Israel, including the house of Judah, that God gathers from all over the world. It will happen in a relatively short time frame and will be supported by supernatural elements of God's work. What is related, and also seldom discussed by prophecy experts, is that the final regathering of God's people in their land happens at a time when the land is war-torn and barren. Scripture says that the country of Israel's cities at this time will need to be rebuilt. This is due to a large-scale destruction of the country of Israel that happens during the tribulation period. This fact in turn serves to somewhat nullify the much-heralded regathering event since 1948. A soon-coming destruction of the country of Israel as we currently know it is very big news. Those of us who are looking deep into God's Word to attempt to understand prophetic events to unfold must ask, why are prophecy experts and God's people completely silent about what must certainly come to Israel? Why are they often silent about the last day's exodus and regathering event of God's people? I will address the last day's exodus and final regathering of God's people in their land as it happens in the following three stages. The conditions leading up to God's people's exodus. The last day's, final exodus of God's people. The final regathering of God's people in their land. In this passage part 1, I will address the first two elements above, in part 2 I will address the final regathering event. Conditions leading to Exodus. Given that the final exodus of God's people happens in the tribulation period, which includes a period of rule by the Antichrist, and is accompanied by an outpouring of God's wrath, the worldwide conditions leading up to God's people's final voyage can be described as highly tumultuous at best. Captivity and Oppression. In a prior passage, I discussed God's people's last days captivity and oppression, both worldwide as well as specifically in the last days nation of Babylon. This persecution is currently happening at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans and their high-tech system, which includes surveillance and tracking, along with harassment tools and techniques. Note, the Antichrist Chaldean system and their tens of millions of, U.S., minions, have the ability to heavily disrupt an individual's personal, social and professional life by invading that person's privacy and then covertly scheming and planning to affect and undermine all aspects of that person's livelihood. Due to a no-talking policy, combined with various underground and backdoor communications methods, the Antichrist Chaldeans have the ability to conspire, oppress and take people captive very quietly. It is a psychological method of oppression and captivity that can be used very effectively in what we might think of as a free and civilized society but one that is ultimately found to be completely lawless due to Antichrist Chaldean oppression. It is why Babylon will fall suddenly. Scripture says that in the last days captors will refuse to let God's people go, Jeremiah 50:33. Ezekiel's end times vision tells us that God's people ultimately become a possession of the rest of the nations, easy. 36-3. I encourage you to think about how a particular group of people in our current times might be targeted and taken captive worldwide. It is only through the technology-assisted Antichrist Chaldean criminal, mob system that I described above and in prior passages. Meanwhile, God says further through the prophet Ezekiel. They, my people, will know I am the Lord when I break the bars of their yoke and rescue them from the hands of those who enslave them. 
they will no longer be plundered by the nations nor will wild animals devour them. Easy. 34-27-28. As God alludes to here, His people have been held captive, enslaved, and at the same time plundered, pillaged, and looted. All the while, God's people will be deprived of justice. Many of God's people in this present day are likely all too familiar with this. Bad Shepherds. As demonstrated in prior passages on this site, bad shepherds, corrupt leaders, false prophets, etc. all go hand in hand. Bad shepherds worldwide are those who are, in part, responsible for facilitating the scattering of God's people in the first place. Then they also persecute God's people. God warns, many shepherds will ruin my vineyard and trample down my field, they will turn my pleasant field into a desert wasteland, Jeremiah 12:16. In Ezekiel, ch. 34, we are told that these last days shepherds rule God's people, harshly and brutally. These are corrupt leaders of nations, elected and unelected, captains of industry, etc. worldwide who only take care of their own personal interests and not the people in their societies. False Idols I have demonstrated in prior passages that oppressed, corrupt societies those with bad shepherds as just described are also always inundated with false gods and idols. God says in this time that His people, who are also to blame, will be taken away from vile images and detestable idols. Once God's people are able to see and hear, and thus, understand the nature of the Antichrist Chaldeans, they will finally realize that the very same shameful gods they have worshipped were actually their enemies. These are enemies that God's people finally realize have all along, consumed the fruits of, their, fathers labor their flocks and herds, their sons and daughters, Jeremiah 3:24. In calling His people back to gather and assemble in the last days, God reminds them. Ignorant are those who carry idols of wood, who pray to gods that cannot save. Is. 45:20. God's people who have even lost their families due to these false gods will be reunited for the millennial kingdom. God's people wandering. God's people worldwide will be in a completely broken state in the last days. Once they awaken they will realize that their one and only true God has been right all along. The very same pattern and cycle described throughout Scripture has repeated once again. And God called it the only God who tells us repeatedly in Scripture, who foretold this from long ago? That is, the conditions leading to His people's last days Exodus described above captivity and oppression, bad shepherds slash rulers, and false gods and idols repeats one more time. This is a natural result of God's people having disobeyed and being out of their own land, they will be scattered, roaming and wandering in the upcoming tribulation period. God says. My people have been lost sheep, their shepherds have caused them to go astray, they have turned them away on the mountains, they have gone from mountain to hill, they have forgotten their resting place. Jeremiah 56. They will be without a shepherd and are in danger, needing to escape the sword. Recall, in nation of Babylon, which is representative of much of the rest of the world and the kingdom of Babylon, they are told, leave and do not linger, and furthermore too, remember the Lord, and think on Jerusalem, Jeremiah 51:50. They will leave in haste. And so what is the state of God's people just prior to last day's exodus? Scripture says that there will be cries of fear, terror not peace, Jeremiah 37. Those who are fortunate enough to escape the sword will return weeping because of their guilt. They will realize that they betrayed their Messiah, Jesus Christ the only one who could save them. Recall what I have said prior. God's people are not without blame for their respective societies crumbling. In the time of their tribulation period exodus, God reminds us frequently that He does this for the sake of, his own, name. He says, Not for your sakes do I this, be it known unto you, be ashamed and confounded for your own ways, O house of Israel, easy. 36-32. God shows incredible grace. 
his people are otherwise undeserving. God scolds them in their exodus, calling them, unclean, faithless, backsliders, sinful, and disgraced. God says, you will loathe yourselves, easy. 36-31. Most importantly, God's people have gone away from Him and have worshipped false gods instead. This is shown as follows. A voice was heard upon the high places, weeping in supplications of the children of Israel, for they have perverted their way, and they have forgotten the Lord their God. Jeremiah 3:21. The primary factor in God's people's failures, of course, is their being heavily deceived at the hands of the Antichrist Chaldeans. Jesus strongly warned about this deception coming especially in the last days. The Last Days Exodus The last days exodus of the house of Israel slash house of Jacob that leads to a regathering in the land will be a worldwide occurrence. Scripture says that God gathers His people from the ends of the earth. While many scriptures, including some given later in this section, clearly indicate a last days worldwide exodus and subsequent return of God's people, Scripture in several cases also refers to God bringing His people back from Egypt and Assyria. These are not always to be taken literally in context, but rather last days Egypt and Assyria are sometimes used as names that are prophetically representative of the world, world system slash antichrist Chaldeans, system, etc. Although worldwide, the best representation of, and most likely catalyst for, God's people's exodus is their persecution in the nation of Babylon a land referred to relative to Zion as a distant place or a land in the north. Babylon, as we have seen, is the primary arena and stage for the end times worldwide battle between God's people and the Antichrist Chaldean army. And within the nation of Babylon, the best sign we have is through our end times Jacob and or end times David figures previously discussed on this site. Recall that the latter is the one who raises the banner or signal that goes out worldwide about Antichrist Chaldean persecution. The former is a righteous servant of God who is ultimately redeemed and liberates his people. Jacob is also given the incredible honor of restoring the tribes of Israel, in their land, is 49-6, and to be a covenant for God's people, is 49-8. And don't forget the highly significant story of the daughter of Zion in the nation of Babylon. So, our key focus and sign for the coming worldwide exodus is our end times Jacob. He leads the Jacob Judah remnant out of Babylon and this event is a precursor to and or the beginning of a larger worldwide remnant exodus process. Jacob being delivered out of Jacob's trouble is likely the same time that God tells his people to flee Babylon. How is Jacob released from captivity? An interesting aspect of the end time story of Jacob's deliverance is the role that a modern day Cyrus plays. God says to Cyrus, For the sake of Jacob my servant, of Israel my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor. Is. 45-4. God later says, I will raise up Cyrus in righteousness, he will rebuild my city and set my exiles free. Is. 45-13. A righteous decision by Cyrus will serve to deliver justice for Jacob in his quest versus the Antichrist Chaldean army. When this happens, this will signal the approximate time when God says to his people, leave Babylon and when God proclaims, the Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob, is. 48-21. God is also delivering on his promise, I will save your, Jacob's, descendants out of a distant place, Jeremiah 46-27. It is clear that once a Jacob remnant is saved out of the time of Jacob's trouble, Jeremiah 37, then serious wartime and other conditions reflecting God's wrath will come onto both the nation and the kingdom of Babylon. Very egregious crimes against God's people at the hands of Babylon will be uncovered. Also, great deception by Babylon perpetrated against other countries of the world will also be uncovered. The soon coming exodus and regathering of God's people, including fugitives and refugees from Babylon, 
will ultimately be orchestrated by God Himself, and as I mentioned earlier in this passage, will have supernatural elements. Scriptures about this last day's Exodus include. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds. Jeremiah 23 3. For I will take you out of the nations, I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Easy. 36 24. But, the Lord liveth, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands whither he had driven them, and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Jeremiah 16:15. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, and will still choose Israel, and settle them in their own land. The strangers will be joined with them, and they will cling to the house of Jacob. Is. 14-1. The last verse above has an important detail, which is, aliens will join them, in their exodus. This will be Gentiles, for whom Jacob is a last day's light for the sake of righteousness and justice. Gentiles from among the nations will assist God's people in their return to the land. People of the world will see the plundering and the pillaging suffered by God's people, as well as their broken families at the hands of the Antichrist called the unsocial destruction machine. Many nations and peoples will help with Israel's exodus in the last days. They, Gentiles, will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. Is. 49:22. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see, all they gather themselves together, they come to thee, thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Is. 60-3-4. In operating once more through his chosen people, God shows the entire world that he is a just God. All people of the world will see his perfect way when truth is revealed. At a time when so many have gone astray and away from him, he will demonstrate his incredible grace and mercy through his unending love. Tilda. Speaking of, my next passage will show what God will bestow on His people who will return to His land to worship Jesus Christ on His throne. Grace and Peace. Lion's Lair, LL.